You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Yay! It's Friday, and we have a new episode for you guys. Don't worry, I won't be singing at the beginning of every episode, but I thought, why not kick it off with a little little jingle from me? But one thing, we have a lot of things to celebrate other than making it to the end of the week, but OC is finally done. Congratulations if you suffered through it with us. Give yourselves a pat on the back, but let's start with Salt Lake. Okay, I'm dying to know, well, what everyone's dying to know is how does, you know, the church... Uh, make this much money. And it seems like we've talked about how it feels like they shouldn't, but Mary mentioned, so she's, you know, trapped in her closet to reference an R Kelly um, hit. And she's talking to Whitney, but she starts mentioning how like she has clothes in Robert's room and Robert's closet and her closet. She converted her office to a closet. Did you, and someone else messaged us. Did you notice that she made it sound like they have separate rooms? Oh no, I didn't notice that. I was like, wait a minute. You said Robert's room and my, she's like, I have my clothes in Robert's closet, my closet. Uh, oh wait, the closet in Robert's room and the closet in my room. She didn't say our room. Oh, that is interesting. So I'm, I don't know. I'm like, they have separate bedrooms. This is getting, this is what I want to know. I don't care about your ridiculous style. I want to like, are you sleeping in separate bedrooms? Let's, let's, let's dive into this, Mary. I don't, she's like a, it's like an episode of hoarders in that closet. I did find out something interesting because if you've all noticed in watching Salt Lake, Mary hasn't really been with the women. She's been trapped in this closet. She's been, she was with Whitney, came over to her house, but she really hasn't been at any of the events or things that the women have had. So I was, you know, I posted a meme and saw something. We're like, where's Mary? She trapped in her closet. And it turns out a couple of people DM'd us and they said initially Mary was supposed to be a friend of, not a full-time cast member. So during the first shoot of the production, uh, the first production company, so Salt Lake got re-edited twice by a different production company. Not sure why. It was but- Sirens and then Evolution. No, other way around. Evolution, then Sirens. Yeah. So Mary, so yeah, so they... I guess they were thinking of having Mary to be a friend of, and that's why she wasn't as around much. And so due to reshoots and things after the second evolution or whoever, sorry, sirens, I got that backwards, decided to have her back, uh, have her as full time. So maybe that's why it feels kind of weird and why she isn't there. But I don't know how anyone couldn't think she couldn't be full time from the get go. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's a gold mine of content there. I mean, 
yeah, like I, I could, I think she's more interesting than some of the other women. I will say, I said, I didn't like her. And I thought that if I had to cut somebody, we were on another podcast and I said, Oh, it'd be Lisa Barlow. Uh, I'm loving Lisa, her subtle shade and digs. Like I see why she was full time. I didn't see it at first, but now I see it. She's really entertaining with her interviews and her shades. She's got one liners coming out right and left. I enjoy her. I enjoy what she brings to the show. She's not my favorite person, but I enjoy what she brings to the show. I think it's hilarious. I was dying. I feel like every week she says something that makes me laugh and it's so subtle, but I like that she said Utah is known for breeders and dancers. I'm like, what? (laughs) She says it so casually and oh my, I'll have to share this. And this is actually something I forgot to share, but oh no, bravo. She did um, this video of Lisa Barlow when they went to the zoo in last week's episode, uh, she took that, her narrating the animal scene and put it in like a planet earth episode. Oh my God. That is like, that deserves an Emmy. Oh my God. It's very, very funny. Sorry to go off the side, but I will share that. And I just, I don't know. Lisa's just an interesting character. I, yeah. And I love her husband. I cannot get enough of him. We posted a meme that like, he should be a friend of, he just, Whenever he's on the screen, he doesn't say much, but I don't know why I love him. I just can't put it into words. He's John Barlow. Like I'm starting to stand. I'm starting to stand for John Barlow. I don't, I don't know that I can say the same on my (laughs) end here, but he's all yours, baby. Thanks. I mean, Mauricio will forever have my heart. And then it goes Evan Goldschneider, but like John could be a top three. He could get in there. Um, Okay. The other thing I noticed, and I want to know if you noticed this, why the hell does Jen have two assistants? I don't know. I don't know. Why, why what does the hell is Sonia, she doing? Why does I Sonia have... Morgan have five interns? I, that I again, Sonia Morgan is a lifestyle brand, Vanessa. I completely <laughs> support that. She is helping people better their careers. Don't you say Sonia Morgan doesn't deserve those interns. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I'm like, what is Jen Shaw doing with two assistants? I honestly do not know. It's very, I don't, I, that's a mystery. <laughs> Maybe I many, don't know there's many mysteries. I don't know if that'll I, be solved, but that's a mystery. Well, so I'm like, I'm like thinking all these thoughts and I'm like, okay, like do they, you know, does Mary and Robert have separate bedrooms? Why does Jen have two assistants? Why the hell are Seth and Meredith like making out and talking about like what they're going to do in the bedroom? I was uh, so repulsed. How, I mean, what a 180. They went from like hating each other, about to get a divorce, and then all of a sudden, like really making out and talking about ski goggles and sex. And I was just like, ugh. I, it was I really, mean, I'm happy for you guys, but I don't, it's ugh. Yeah, I, I don't need any more of that. I'm, ha- again, I'm happy, but they just like, we're happy, we're in love. Like, I'm still really confused by the only reason why they're saying that. Like this separation really worked because we truly didn't talk to each other, but our other separations failed because we like continued to be separate. We were separated, but continued to talk. Just like if you had multiple separations, I don't think you're really going to have like in it for the long haul. I'm a little concerned. I think we're going to have another separation. Is a big thing. (laughs) Communication's kind of like the foundation of a relationship. Um, so if you don't talk, I don't know. I mean, maybe that'd be like, oh, he hasn't annoyed me because he hasn't said anything in three months. And I think I love him. But once he starts talking again, you're going to be pissed off. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so many unsolved mysteries. With these I know. Things. It's like my brain was just like, oh, my God, this is a lot to take in. And then we're at some weird ass spa. You made a meme about it. We posted it. 
I don't, I really don't want to go to either spa. Russian so the or the... was whether you would go to the spa shown in Salt Lake or if you'd go to the Russian spa that the Roni ladies visited. I would choose the Roni spa, hands down. I would because you get like food after and like drinks. Yeah, shots. You get guys, shirtless men beat you with leaves. I mean, there's a lot more there. Yeah, like I didn't get, I felt bad for Jen because if someone's like, oh, I wanted to take you to a spa, that is not what I would have thought. No, I, I been really thought her reaction was valid i was kind of i was watching i was like hell no i would not drive they said they drove like three hours didn't she say that did i make that up i thought it was three hours around trip but still an hour and a half there an hour and a half back like that's that's a commitment that is expecting like a two-hour massage a facial a pedicure i mean i want all the works i don't want to sit in like a muddy tub (laughs) yeah yeah that was an interesting fight. That fight made no sense to me. I, Jen's anger, I will say, watching that scene, yes, Whitney stirred the pot there and shouldn't she owned up to that eventually there. But I, to me, watching it makes me feel like there's like either more that we're not seeing or Jen is just someone who like really feels like she overreacts a little bit. Because it just feels over-dramatized. Yeah. Her scene. Like we missed it's something. Over- yeah. If, I don't know. Well, I think I think Jen has a lot going on. She talked about like some of her in previous episodes, the shame around the fact that she needs like medication for her mental health, which I think is a very important topic. I think there's a lot of people out there that feel embarrassed or shameful of admitting that they need help with whether it's depression, anxiety, all sorts of things. Uh, so I thought that was really brave that she talked about it. But I'm wondering if there's still some stuff she's suppressing because it's it is like that sense of shame. So like she just kind of has a lot built up and it just comes out because as she was talking to Sharif and brought up that he never went to her dad's funeral and she hasn't fully grieved him. I'm like, Oh girl, you've got a lot of stuff. You're still processing. You, you need to work on this and talk to people and take care of yourself because this is why you're lashing out. This is why you're mad at the whole world because you still have so much built up that you haven't been able to work through. Yeah. No, I thought it was interesting too in that fight with Whitney, like, she was putting so much blame on them for Sharif leaving and not talking to them. And I was like, wait, that has nothing to do with them. Like, yeah, (laughs) they can't control Sharif and his actions, but I was happy to hear that Sharif at the end of that conversation, like listened to her and was responsive. And it seemed to be, it had a positive outcome, at least as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to know more about Sharif and Jen. Like they'll talk a little bit about how they met, but I feel like he's been coaching for a while. Like, has she always kind of been a bit of a single parent? Like what I just, I need to know more about them. And I'm, I'm hoping it more comes out at the reunion. Uh, so, but I'm trying to think, what was the preview? Are we having a big week next week? You know, I have to be honest with you, and I cannot remember, but that's, I'm blaming that on sleep depri- deprivation, and nope, I can't remember. I can't either. So, I mean, I feel like it was a good episode, though. I liked it. I mean, I'm I'm still, like, hooked on Salt Lake. I haven't really had a moment where I'm like, oh, okay, started strong, and now they're, like, weakening. So, I'm still I'm still all in, and I'm still so happy that OC's over. I really didn't have much to think of this barbecue other than... I was a little surprised the only moment the brown one came out was her final confessional only because in like the media and interviews, she said, oh, my cast, all my castmates knew when they heard they're like, yeah, she's definitely a lesbian. 
So I was just surprised that that's like, that's when we found out as viewers. Yeah, no, for sure. I think my main takeaway from this episode, from this trash season, was being from Kansas City, the mecca of barbecue, in my humble opinion. Shannon. People from Memphis are going to come at you with that. I'm just letting you know. I don't care. (laughs) Come at me all day long. I do love a little life to get a little chirpy. Anyhow, Shannon, Bador, those ribs deserve to be in the trash. Those ribs cooked them in the oven. Yes, they look disgusting. You never cook ribs in the oven. Oh my God. I I was watching that scene. I was like, what the fuck is that? I had the that same thought was, was that I need to check choice. on the ribs. I was like, they're in the oven. You don't have them on a smoker or on a grill. Like, I, I agree with you. I'm coming from, I think, St. Louis, Kansas City, Memphis, like Midwest, like the Southern Midwest has a big influence on barbecue or a big barbecue influence. I would never eat ribs from the oven. Oh, hell no. I would. <laughs> no. It's like the oh. damn chicken foot. I don't think I would have ate the chicken foot. No. So that's all we have to say about OC, but let's talk about the chicken foot. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the end of the episode, but I, it's like all I can think about. I love Tiffany. I'm obsessed with her house. I'm obsessed with her. Like, I'm just like, she is a housewife, a hundred percent. How was she not found earlier? I just didn't love, and I get when you share your culture. I think it was cool that she was like, we're going to go get some, we're going to do dim sum. And I want you guys to like experience this and, and try everything. But the way she was forcing everyone to eat a chicken foot. And I think, yes, be polite, maybe have a bite. But after I, if I was Cam and I saw Stephanie like gag and like spit it out, I, I would have been like, I don't really, I don't want to try this. And I don't like that you're pushing me to do it. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that I would like that either. But I agree. I love that she's rich. This is I. This is she the is shit I want to see. Rich, like she rich, is, rich. She's yeah. rich, and she worked hard for her money. And yes, I want to see your closet. Yes, I love that you have to use your finger to get in your closet. I don't think it's show offy. You're on housewives. Damn it! I want to see it all. Yes, <laughs> overdressed for your lunch. I don't care. Do you? I just love how rich she is. I mean, we have Gina with the casita. No shade, no thing. Well, maybe a little shade. Nothing wrong with that, Gina. But this is what we love to watch on Housewives. It's like aspirational things that are not within reach for most people. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch it to see people live the life that, that Tiffany's living and to learn more about it and what they do and all this stuff. And I think anyone who has younger kids can really relate to her, especially as she started opening up to the women at the lunch about how she works hard all day and she comes home and she has no energy left for her kids. And she just feels like she's not a great mom. And I feel like, I don't know, as a working mom, I've had those thoughts more times than I could count that there's just been times I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I don't have the energy to be a good mom. And it sucks. It does suck. And like a job like hers is so taxing. It's just, and then on top of that, you have to be a spouse too. So it's just, mentally exhausting. I appreciated that moment. And I also appreciated her kind of sharing like an upside to the pandemic is because she's not always with her kids that she did get to spend that extra time with them. Yeah, I think that is great. And I I like that Carrie also said to her, your children will remember the moments you were with them. So don't beat yourself up that it's not enough or it's too short. And I thought that was really sweet especially because we've seen from previews and tweets and stuff, it doesn't seem like Carrie and Tiffany are really um, very close friends. But the other thing that really stood out to me is uh, 
Carrie's daughter needs to give a Ted talk. I love, like she was such a refreshing child of a housewife that she truly cares about what's happening. Yeah. I thought that was really refreshing and I loved how Carrie supported her. And I just liked how honest and genuine she felt. It just, I feel like there's always a certain energy. You remember like when you're a teenager and you realize there are problems in the world, like you become like all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. There's shit. There's like bad shit that happens. I feel like that's kind of what we saw in a good way. Um, but it's, and they become passionate and I like that she's using her voice and standing up for what she believes is right because racism is wrong. It's forever wrong. And, um, I'm all, I'm here for that. And then I think it, she talked to you about just how like COVID and like her anxiety. And I don't know, it was like, it was a very sweet moment. And like, we talk about this a lot, but every house, great housewife episode needs to have balance. We have to have like just excess of riches, which we get with Tiffany and like kind of something over the top and extra. You need a moment that is kind of heartwarming or that you relate to like Tiffany talking about being a mom. You need something that's a little bit emotional and uh, poignant and, and, reflecting on what's actually happening in the world. And we got that with Carrie. So I, I don't know. I'm, I was nervous about Dallas. I was very cautious going into it. And I've been very pleasantly surprised. If I had to like score or pick a favorite, I would pick Dallas over OC right now. Oh, hell yeah. I actually have some tea that I saw before we recorded from Asians who watch Bravo. That's an Instagram account, a great account. If you want to give them a follow, but she posted and I'm going to read her post verbatim. She says, I have a little intel. I'm telling that from a very reliable source that the reason Stephanie is always given a good edit and where producers always ask her good questions is because she owns part of the production company that produces Dallas. That's also the reason why Brandy gets sympathetic edit and wasn't fired. Stephanie specifically said she would quit filming if Brandy didn't get to come back. And that would obviously mean the production of the show to be heavily underfunded. There's also the other rumor running around that they had this whole plan to go after Tiffany from the get-go. I don't know if these are old rumors and everybody knows about it, but that's what I was told. Wow. All right. Thoughts? Uh, it kind of makes me sad only because I love Stephanie, um, but I do think she's a ride-or-die friend. So that she's, And I'm not trying to like make excuses for her. But I do think she is someone who's a rather die friend. I also think, and I hope maybe she saw that keeping Brandy on despite her racist comments would also show growth in, in a time where there is a lot of cancel culture and people are afraid to talk about anything. And I feel like we don't grow if we don't talk about topics that are uncomfortable because how do you know how to navigate them? And how do I know how to help somebody of color being someone who isn't? You know, if I can't talk to them and say like, how does this make you feel? What can I do? So, I, I mean, I think it's good that from that standpoint, I'm hoping that's what she recognized, but it makes me really sad if the whole point of doing all this was to bring Tiffany down. Yeah, a thousand percent. That would kind of defeat the purpose of all of that and showing that growth. thousand percent. So we'll see. Just thought I'd share because it was interesting. That's, I mean, that's really good tea. I know. It's piping hot. Piping hot. All right. Well, before we dive into Atlanta, we are going to take a quick little break um, to talk to you guys about the Dara Fit Track scale. We talked with you guys last week about how much we love the Dara Smart Scale from Fit Track and the, the fact it gives us so many metrics. The cool thing, too, is that it's an app on your phone. So it's not just showing you all the stuff on the scale. 
You can go back and look at it. You can see your progress. And as we mentioned before, I just love that it's giving me a bigger picture of health. I've been sharing with you guys how I'm doing more 6 a.m. workouts. I'm trying to drink more water and just be a healthier person overall. And seeing my progress and seeing my improvement and seeing what my metrics are, it just it's really motivating and it's been really helpful for me. And I can see why, you know, there's been some science behind this that people are achieving their goals eight times faster using a smart scale such as the Dara Fit Track scale. A thousand percent. I mean, this is a year of health, body positivity. I feel like this kind of embodies this. It's just, it's not about losing weight. It's about overall health and all these different metrics and having so much more information kind of empowers you. And like Abby said, it helps you reach your fitness goal eight times faster. So stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to fittrack.com slash real moms to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. That's G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash real moms to save 50% plus get an additional 10% off your order. This is limited, so act fast at getfittrack.com slash real moms. Atlanta. Whew. What are your thoughts about this episode? I cried. Oh my gosh. It was so emotional and I wasn't expecting it. I don't know. I mean, I knew we would have this engagement party and it would be fun, but I kind of forgot Riley was going off to college and I, I cried. And you know, we were talking to Brian Whalen, who, you know, is not a mom. And he said he cried as well. I feel like we've all watched her grow up. It was really, it was good tears. It was just sad to see her grow up so fast. I know all these freaking housewife kids. I mean, Gia just turned 20, I think. It, it makes me feel really old because I like to think that time stops with these kids on TV, but nope, we're all getting a little bit older. I did enjoy, and I have a confession to make. I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this, but I didn't clean until after college either. Same. Or well, once I went to college, I should say. I did know I did do my own laundry and I did make my bed every day for what it's worth. But like cleaning a toilet or wiping down a kitchen, like I never I never did that. No, I didn't either. I didn't even do laundry. Like I was I mean, my mom, I don't know, it's the generation or it's my I feel like well, I'll speak to my Latina mother, but she just liked to take care and I don't know, never forced me to do it. So I didn't. <laughs> but my girls, there's no way in hell they'll get away with that. I mean, yeah, you're gonna make them clean, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll make them clean. I mean, clean their room, clean, make sure their bathroom's clean. Like, yeah, yes. like not super intense, but yes. I will say my room always didn't have to be picked up, but I never had to like vacuum or dust. Yeah. Intense cleaning. Anyhow, yeah. sorry, a little tangent there. Yeah. I'm also like really wondering at like what age do kids start like making their beds and like truly picking up their rooms? Oh my God. Mia's room is constantly a tornado. There's shit everywhere. It doesn't matter how often I pick up, it's going to end up everywhere in like five minutes. Youngest. My oldest will actually like make his bed and likes everything in its place. I think he gets that from me. Wow. Uh, he's never going to clean his room. I know it. It's going to be terrible. Ugh, the things we have to look forward to. No, I loved, I loved Portia's confession about Dennis. She's like, you've got a job, you've got a house. And like, her legs. Right I love it. 
<laughs> I mean, this is the Portia we love. The, I mean, I, we love all sides of Portia, but like, I just love when she's silly and goofy and honest like this. So do I. I like the silliness. I just thought it was like, okay, well, you were owning up to it. She knows she's not getting any younger. She found her baby daddy and she was more focused on that than maybe the relationship working out. So yeah, good for her. She got her baby. I have to say this engagement party, I was kind of, well, there's lots of things to discuss about this engagement party, but I think my favorite part is that Drew and Ralph weren't there. Oh, they weren't in the entire episode, which I feel like was why I loved this episode so much. Yes. Why I enjoyed it so much more, but but Cynthia's reaction to Biden not being there was very, very comical. Like, I love that Cynthia thought she was going to be at this event with Biden, too. I mean, you can't help. Like, you, I can see why she thought that. And so I could see, like, you can't help but understand why she'd be disappointed. And it was also the world's worst surprise party. They walked in and everyone's like, oh, hey. And she's just like, what is going on? Like, it was. I don't know. It was not the best orchestrated surprise to begin with. Not at all. No, it wasn't. And everyone was showing up late. It was beautiful. I mean, I like that the chill, the frozen, the ice theme. Like I kind of, I got that. It was pretty funny. Um, I like that we got to see Candy sing. We never see her sing very often on the show. And so I always enjoy singing Candy. It was entertaining. I could do without a singing Kenya. But Kenya to me was probably shift faced, and that's pro- that's like probably what I sound like after being overserved at um, a karaoke bar. But <laughs> she yeah. seemed to be having a good time. I think she was too drunk, and I also think she was really trying to. <clears throat> she wanted to do this party. She kind of wanted to like make up for almost ruining the engagement. So I think like sometimes, and I've done this when I'm drunk too, where somebody tells me something I'm like, "Oh, I thought you'd be more excited," and then I feel guilty. So then like the next time I see them, I'm so overly fake excited that it's like almost obnoxious. Like, so I think she was just like, I just want to be a part of every single moment of this party. So they know how excited I am for them. Um, so I don't know. I kind of like could relate to that, but it was cringy watching her sing. Very, very cringy, but it was entertaining all at the same time. I also, she just hates Portia so much and I find it kind of entertaining how much she hates her. Just because it makes for good TV. Uh, it's, a, I mean, it is hilarious. Like, she's not afraid to say anything to her. I I love that she was basically giving Portia shade and a hard time for a party that Portia didn't even know was happening. And that Portia had no control over the guest list. Like, I don't think it, it's Portia's fault her sister uninvited her. Kenya no. needs to talk to her sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it turns out she made the right choice anyways. Uh, Okay. So the weirdest part of this dinner was LaToya sharing the nude photo that Cynthia, uh, yeah, not Cynthia, that Kenya (laughs) sent her to the table. Um, (laughs) It makes uh, me talk, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I was like trying to clear my throat. It, uh, well, one, I don't, I've never sent a friend a a nude photo of myself. Uh, I haven't felt like the desire to do that. but. Hey, if that's what you and your friends do, I'm not judging. I would just hope then it's, isn't it like some sort of like girl code that you don't share that picture with the, like other people? I don't, it was a little, everyone's face at the table was like my thoughts. Exactly. It was like, thank you for (laughs) sharing. I share the opinion. You're sharing the opinion with the public. It was weird. (laughs) 
I like that everyone's like, if this is what it takes to be Kenya's best friend, then I don't want to be her best friend. I I really like that. I also thought it was funny that Kenya was drunk and kept rubbing it in Portia's face that Portia was not a bridesmaid. I'm like, this is so, like, not even, like, college. Like, I mean, this is just, like, for grown women, we're talking about being in someone's second wedding and the way she was acting. I just thought it was so well, mature. Third, yet, third wedding. Third wedding. But so hilarious. It was entertaining. It was it was good. I I'm curious to see what happens with Drew and uh, I don't know, but it was nice not to have her there. I don't I don't think anyone missed her. I think I really do think Bravo made a huge mistake or whatever production company in in casting her. I just don't think she's the right fit. I really don't even believe she's truly friends with any of the women. Yeah, well, and it sounded like she moved. She was in L.A. She's new to Atlanta. It just doesn't feel organic or natural. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, l- at least like Latoya, who I believe is just a friend of, actually is like friends with like these women and is going to the events. Yeah. I mean, I don't love her, but it, she fits in at least. Yes. And we'd seen her before. She wasn't a surprise. Absolutely. Well, but that is uh, this week in Bravo. I feel like there's just been like so much like kind of like drama and stuff happening off camera, which seems to be the case with a lot of the shows right now, maybe because of COVID, it's just harder to film all the things. But I have to say, and this leads right into our shout out. I love that Tiffany and we love Carrie, but Carrie tweeted at Tiffany Moon to buy buy a certain necklace that she thought would be pretty on her. And Tiffany said, I'll take that $1,400 and I'll donate it to a charity. That's that's the shade we want. I loved it. These Twitter spats, I can't get enough of them. It's amazing. So, I mean, Tiffany is our shout out this week. For a newcomer, she is coming in strong. I think she's doing a really good job of just being herself and showing who she is and not necessarily trying to control a storyline or try to, like, she's not really afraid of hurting someone's feelings which sounds really mean but i think it's a good thing for a new housewife she's not kissing ass basically no she's not kissing ass she's not trying to buddy up to anyone she's being her i mean she's rich honey she's got more money than i think a lot of these women do so watch out and she's self-made i love that i do too so well we love you tiffany you are shout out this week and stay strong girl it's probably gonna i feel like the newcomers have a tough time at some point in their first season, but I, I think she's going to come out ahead. We are rooting for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you love listening to us, this is our spiel. You know what's coming up next if you haven't done it. So those of you who've already given us five stars, feel free to stop listening right now. But those of you who still need to give us five stars, why don't you take 60 seconds to do that? Just hit the five-star rating really easy to do. Or if you want to leave us a written review, that really helps as well. We always say this, but we're going to push and reiterate this even more to you this week. But we need these ratings that help us with our bookings. We're trying to grow our podcast. As we previously mentioned, Abby and I are doing this on the side for fun because we enjoy it and we love engaging with you. So please, if you want to help us continue grow, please take the time to rate us and check us out on Patreon. That's a way if you want to monetarily support us. Is that the right word, Abby? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Monetarily, yeah. I'm like, am I making up words? That's a word. Monetarily support us. It's a word. Yeah. (laughs) 
please check out Patreon. We start out at $3 or $5 a month. We push out an episode, an extra episode every other week. So you'd get Real Moms of Bravo at least four times a month, usually. And we share, we really, really share our thoughts on there. So please, please, please check that out. Patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And with that, we'll check you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospa's hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.